you know it's inside and you're going to make it happen, you will find a way. Have a detailed roadmap and know your outcome and make sure you're taking daily steps towards that outcome. And if you're not, then change it until you hit your mark. What's going on, everyone? Casey Adams here. Welcome back to the Rise of the Young podcast. On today's episode, we have the one and only Shiraz. Thanks so much for coming on the show, man. man. So... Real quick to start it off, I know you've helped launch some careers of people that are just completely world class. One of them being Kim Kardashian. Absolutely. And well, we I, the- let me tell you something. First of all, <laughs> to jump in your show, I worked with Kim and no one even knew her name. Wow. So let's start there. Yeah, absolutely. And I worked with her for about 15 years till the point that you have to move to planet Mars to not know who Kim Kardashian is. Yeah. Yeah, so, so we met um, at the Soho House, and I've been wanting to have you on the show for a while now, so I definitely appreciate you taking the time. But really, to, to just get into it, starting off on that statement, Kim Kardashian, working with her for 15 years, bring us back. How did you get into this celebrity branding world? Because I would say you're one of the most connected individuals I know in the world, and I want to definitely get into that, but where did this all start? So let me tell you something. Nobody knows this story, by the way. So I was uh, running a restaurant in London, and um, I wanted to turn it into a 24-hour restaurant. At the time, it was open, I think, probably from 6 a.m. to like 4 p.m. every day. And I told my mom, I'm going to be 24 hours. At, just remember, back then in London, gas stations closed at 9 p.m. Yep. 7-11 meant 7 a.m. till 11 p.m. And there's me saying, I want to do a 24-hour restaurant. And no one believed in my concept. I said, I'm going to do it. So I started opening my restaurant late at night. And... Um, it wasn't working. It was quiet. It was, you know, it was almost like it was costing me money to stay open, right? Yeah. And then uh, one day, a taxi driver came in and he asked me to make him whatever tea or coffee. And then uh, I said to the guy, I said, you know, where are you going? What's, you know, why are you in such a hurry? Sit down and talk to me, man. I got yeah. nothing to do with it. It's like three in the morning. <laughs> and he said, no, I've got to go. I've got to listen to Caesar the Geezer. I said, who's Caesar the Geezer? He said, you don't know who he is? He's the biggest radio DJ shock jock in the UK, and I've got to listen to him. So. At that point, I've never been into media, but I realized, look at this guy. He's like, you know, so focused on listening to this guy called Caesar. And I said, well, who is he? He said, well, he's got one million listeners at nighttime in London. And I said to him, there's one million people awake. I need to meet Caesar. (laughs) So literally, it was my mission to track down Caesar. And within about a couple of weeks, I kept on calling the radio station. Finally, I got through. I connected with him. I got so nervous. Uh, it was my first time ever yeah. on, on radio or whatever. And uh, I basically started talking about my menu on, on, okay. on, on radio. And the guy said, oh, you're actually open and so forth. So he ended up coming to my store the next day and he promoted the fact he was coming. And the place had lines outside, you know, <laughs> okay. just just to give you an idea. This is probably in 1995. OK. OK, so. The radio was the, 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 the microphone. It was the Instagram. It was the Snapchat back yep. then. It had such a powerful influence. And then I realized the power of a microphone. I, I realized the power of media. There's me one day, completely, my business was absolutely dead. Absolutely dead at all. So I, so I realized that, <clears throat> you know, like the night before, I'm making no money. And then a few weeks later, no money. And then the, the, the one time this guy comes and announces it on his radio show, that he's coming, lines out the door. So for me, that was my um, opening that I need to be in the media business. I then moved out to Los Angeles um, with literally just a prayer. 
few hundred bucks in my pocket wow. and I said that, uh, you know, I want to I want to get into media and I want to learn what I did with Caesar of how he showed me the power of the microphone that can influence people. So my first job in America, I was selling cookies at a place called okay. Mrs. Fields. And um, at that time, I was literally taking my concept of what I had in London and using it out in, 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 in the US, started meeting people and so forth. But then I was planning, how am I going to do this TV show? So at the time, I was staying at a relative's house and all they would be watching is Bollywood content. That's all they were watching okay. is Bollywood movies. And, and there's me sitting in LA watching Bollywood movies and I'm saying, where's Hollywood? How come I don't see any American stars on this network? Yeah. And uh, the relative basically said to me, well, that's all we watch is Bollywood. I said, no, literally, I, I remember I was on a, I think I was on a tourist visa okay. <laughs> at the time. And, uh, you know, I said to myself, okay, I'm going to change the world. I'm going to do all these different things. And um, the bottom line was, I said to him, I'm going to be Hollywood's ambassador to Bollywood. It's going to be me. I'm going to make it happen. Wow. And the guy looked at me and said, well, how are you going to do it? I said, well, first of all, I'm going to ring up that CEO of that TV channel and I'm going to cut a deal with this network. And literally the next day, picked up the telephone, wanted to get through to the CEO, found out who his name was, found out a little bit of background on him. Then I called the next day, asked to set up an appointment with him. He said, okay, you can meet me in pretty much in five days. Yeah. I went to New Jersey, met this guy, and I walked into a boardroom, and I basically said to the guy that I want to produce Hollywood content for your network, and I want you to give me the distribution. He said, have you done it before? No. Do you have any money? No. Can you get access to celebrities? No. I said, but if you give me that piece of paper that guarantees me distribution, I will find a way. Trust me, I'll bring you the biggest stars in the world. They all looked at me in a boardroom, all business guys, <laughs> and like, where'd this guy come from, you know? <laughs> yeah. I said, well, you give me that chance. I said, at the end of the day, you don't lose. I lose. If I don't deliver, there's no show. Yeah. But I want that distribution. Literally two hours later, signed contract, guaranteeing me distribution to over half a billion people in the sure. Indian world, in 120 countries. And I had the contract, everything done, come back to L.A. I end up at a place called Sammy's Cameras. Okay. Uh, right here, it's a very famous uh, yep. camera shop. And uh, I wanted to buy some camera equipment. And uh, the guy obviously saw me coming in thinking he's fresh off the boat. Let me sell him any, any device and everything <laughs> yeah. like that. You know? And obviously I didn't have the money. And then there's one guy standing next to me and um, he said, oh, I'm an independent filmmaker. You know, why are you buying all this equipment? I said, I'm producing this show, connecting Bollywood to Hollywood, the whole thing. And he said, I want to work with you. I said, well, I have no money. He said, well, it doesn't matter. When you make money, you pay me. But <laughs> I want to help you produce a show yeah. if you have distribution. Wow. So literally, I hired the guy on the spot. Um, I fed him with cookies, by the way, because uh, <laughs> I was working Mrs. Fields. And by the way, because I, I, I was working there, I was working on tips. I didn't even have a you know salary or anything, whatever I was... Um, hustling behind that bar, whatever tips, I would literally be giving him that money yeah. to keep him going but to feed my show. Uh, ended up, uh, started creating content. I'll never forget, I went to the Hollywood sign and I'm filming at the Hollywood sign and, and, and all I keep saying is, hi, this is Shiraz from Tinseltown, live from Hollywood. I'm going to be bringing you the biggest stars from Hollywood to Bollywood. Boom. name of the show was called Tinseltown. Okay. So I kept on doing that, and then he was like, Shiraz, man, that, that's all we have. I mean, <laughs> I need stars, you yeah. know, we, you, I, I need celebrities. In the meantime, the guys from New Jersey are saying, how's it going? What stars you got coming up this week? And then all I have is me at the Hollywood sign yeah. saying I have a show coming, right? And you don't know anyone in Hollywood? Zero, nothing, okay. nothing at all. So what happens was I go <laughs> back again, and then I see this guy walking his dog, and um, he comes up to me and said, what are you doing? You know, you're like, you know, like almost like praying at the Hollywood sign. You, you know, you're yeah. you're doing this whole uh, TV stuff at the Hollywood <laughs> sign. What the hell is going on? 
and I said, look, you know, I've, I have this TV show and I've just, you know, produced it and I've got distribution. I was very open to the guy, yeah. you know, and I said, but I don't have any money, you know, but I pulled off the impossible. Yeah. I know I'm going to have half a billion <laughs> eyeballs on this piece of content if yep. I get it right. And he said, but, 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 but you don't have access to Hollywood. I said, but I'm going to find a way. He said, you know what's interesting? So he took my details down. He said, can you send me the contract? Send him the contract. He said, let me introduce you to a, a friend of mine. The next day, I go to his office. He then looks for everything, sees it's completely legit. He drives me to his friend's office. I walk into a huge office, sit down, didn't even introduce myself to the guy. I said, listen, I have no money. Okay, I don't know what the hell's going on in this office. Yeah. But I have a TV show. Uh, this is what I need. And, I, and I, there's, I'm sure at one point of, in your career, someone opened a door. Yep. So if you can be that guy that opens that door, then let's make money together. And the guy reached out to his hand. He said to me, hi, Shiraz. My name is Roland Perkins, the co-founder of CAA. I was literally yep, sitting the in the heart of, yeah, the biggest talent agency in the world. Yeah. I mean, they represent everybody. Yep. And wow. literally in a, w- a week later, there I was on the, my first event I covered was uh, Robert De Niro. No, um, uh, Eddie Murphy, Clint Eastwood, Robert De Niro, Britney Spears, literally back to back. I was in Junkies, just back to back. Wow, overnight. through the CAA Yeah, connection. because I had a distribution yeah, of yeah. content. Then, of course, the, the boys in uh, India <laughs> were, like, were like dying. Oh. Right? They were like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> yeah. You know, this, this guy wow. actually pulled it off, you know. So I built that company. Um, and then that gave me my footprint into the U.S. Uh, and then Fortune magazine um, heard about what I was doing. They followed me for four days. And then they'd done a four-page spread with me, wow. Google, and um, Bill Gates. It was a whole massive uh, thing. And I was uh, sent a story. It was mine. Um, how basically coming from London and taking yeah. over the Bollywood market. That's insane. Got massive awards for the show. I ended up really building two cultures together, India okay. and the US. Yeah. It was a lot bigger than just my show. And then I started helping Bollywood actors coming into LA and yeah. vice versa. And then um, I'd, I'd, I'd built such a strong brand in the Indian market, but outside of the Bollywood market, no one knew my name. So I was with my business partner and I said to him, you know, over the time, I said, you know, how the hell are we going to you know, cross over and go to the mainstream? So one day I was sitting on um, a local cafe here in West Hollywood and Britney Spears walks in and 20 paparazzi follow <laughs> Britney Spears. And uh, I'm sitting there, never seen this before. Okay, I was used to just do my TV yeah. show, right? And these guys were rel- relentless. Cars on the streets, engines <laughs> on, blocking the entire yeah. uh, uh, main road. But they're chasing to get a shot of Britney Spears. The next day I get a phone call from my mom and says, I saw you on CNN. I said, me on CNN? What was I doing CNN? She said, oh, I saw you having coffee with a celebrity. I was actually in the coffee shop having coffee. She walked in to get her own coffee, okay. but my mom thought I was having coffee with Britney Spears and her sitting in London. Yeah. And I said to my mom, I said, no, 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 no. I said, I was just having a meeting, whatever. So that's when I realized I need to control these cameras. If I control these cameras, I control the world media. And literally overnight, my, me and my partner, we founded a company called Hollywood TV and I went back to the same cafe and um, I asked all the guys who do you work for and uh, all of the guys said I work for TMZ mm-hmm. I said okay that's great how do you work they said we freelance I said well now you work for me because I'm going to pay more and um, I basically took those wow. camera guys um, and then started supplying TMZ content with their Some, people yeah <laughs> wow <laughs> then, then, then I did it to ET and everyone and listen I'm friends with Harvey very close but at the time, you know, I, you know I, I, I literally locked down those cameras. Wow. And I'll never forget, in 2007, literally, I was the only company in the entire world that was distributing the content of Britney Spears. 
when the entire world wanted Britney Spears, yeah. you can get it without going through me. So when all of that content was building in the time I was working with Paris Hilton the, and when I was working with Paris, Paris' assistant was Kim Kardashian. So there was a whole story yeah, going yeah. on there where we were working. And then when Paris and Kim uh, split up. And you uh, met Kim when she was Oh, yeah, she was nothing. Yeah, yeah, she was a stylist, actually. Wow. Yeah, she was a stylist okay. uh, for Paris Hilton because I was working very closely in 2005 with Paris. Um, when I got into the breaking news stuff was more 2006, 2007 with the Britney Spears heyday. Um, and then when Paris and Kim broke up, um, I had a meeting with Kris Jenner and Kim Kardashian. And, uh, what I year said, is this, just for reference? This is at, like 06. 06, Around okay. that time, yeah. I think end of 05, <clears> 06. And um, Hollywood TV was, yeah, yeah, end of 2005, that kind of era. And basically we cut a deal, the three of us, and I started working with uh, Kim from then and strategically literally telling her the blueprint of what to do to be on the news every single day how to reinvent yourself on a consistent basis and because i was supplying content to the worldwide media i yeah. can tell you one thing the amount of no's that i heard from people <laughs> almost screaming at me do not send us footage of kim kardashian do not do it okay because I had Britney, I had all the biggest yeah, stars in the yeah. world, right? And they were like, what are you pushing this reality star? I said, trust me, she's going to be the next big thing. This girl is going to be massive. And, and I'll never forget, <clears throat> I almost got my contract threatened by CBS. Wow. They said to me, if you give us, it was for Entertainment Tonight, if you give us Kim Kardashian once more, you know you could lose your contract. Wow. And I told them, I said, this girl is going to pop. You've got to do it. What did you see in her? in that moment uh, I've worked with her in the, in the beginning world. and uh, she's, she's a go-getter you know she's, she's relentless you know she's a, she's a beast yeah I've never met someone who is like a lion like myself you know when you want to go after a goal you do whatever it takes and I can tell you one thing about Kim Kardashian you know everyone I don't care what they say she's the most loyal person hasn't compromised okay hasn't sold herself trust me I've been in, I've been in meetings I've, I've seen it all yeah. the girl has integrity Okay, and she has a goal. She's hungry and she's a go-getter. But what she needed the media. So yeah. I, I saw those qualities, and yeah. every time I would say, "Okay, go ahead, do this," you know, show up at a nail salon at three p.m. on Bedford Drive. Why, Shiraz? Go there. She would show up. You know, celebrities yeah. are sitting in that nail yeah. salon, and I've got twenty-five cameras outside that nail salon. Oh, that's so sexy. she walks and gets ambushed <laughs> into a paparazzi. Boom! Who's this girl coming out of here? Yeah. Do it again at restaurants. Do it again at airports. I literally put my entire machine behind Kim Kardashian and um, literally I, I, I'll never forget there was a point where the global media it, it was almost like they were going to blacklist me because I kept on pushing Kardashian's name down their throat and it got to the point that literally I had to blackmail them all I said wow. okay and at the time I remember I was shooting Lindsay Lohan okay. and Lindsay was going through some personal issues and she was the biggest story in the world and I basically I'll never forget I told all the media outlets that if you want Lindsay Lohan you want this golden footage that you guys are begging for it's very simple you got to show love to Kim Kardashian wow and so in exchange in exchange yeah I literally was baiting Lindsay Lohan footage to get Kim Kardashian footage wow. uh, on TV, on CNN, on, on the biggest places in the world. And then obviously me and Kim became very close. Um, and then her brand was getting bigger. And then I told her, I said, listen, I said, if you really want to make an interna international step, let me let me take it to the Middle East. I've got all the, cause yep. remember my TV show yep. it was very big in India and the Middle East. You do a lot in Dubai as and well. Lots of stuff. So yep. I took her to Dubai. And that's when Kim realized, really, her fame is global. 
you know, that, okay. on that trip because she didn't really do any international trips at that time. And, you know? and, and I've seen a, li- a lot of the videos as well from on your Instagram. Mm. You'll show these segments of Kim walking into a mall in Dubai with mm. tens and thousands of people. Can you, can you go into that more so? Yeah, yeah. Like, so how does that happen? <laughs> that, well, that, that's what I do. You know, whether it's a Logan Paul or whether it's a Zendaya, yep. whether it's Lele Pons. Listen, I've worked with every one of them, you know, and we, we know how to create hype. You know, we know how to promote. You know, yep. we don't, we, but when, if we're going to do anything, it's an event. It's yeah. something that everyone, we touch every human emotion that you've got to be around this. So when we're promoting a brand or we're pushing something, we do not use any traditional methods to let people okay. know. I, I'm, I'm very against the tra- traditional marketing. I do disruptive marketing that makes sure if we're coming to your city, the entire city is gonna know we've just arrived. Yeah. You know, that's what we do. If someone nowadays, 2019, wants to, let's say someone, let's say, has no brand, wants to get into the media, maybe they have some social media buzz, how do they become mainstream? Mm. So first of all, what's your niche? Our number one question I'm gonna ask you, what's your X factor? Yep. What do you bring into the table? Well, what, what can you do that everyone else is not doing? How can you do it better? Yep. than others right why should people trust you more than somebody else so once i figured out what their lane is then i would give them a, a blueprint and a strategy on saying okay what are your real actual goals you want to do with this i would i, I look at the outcome just because today uh, the person wants to be an influencer or a makeup blogger or, or whatever and i'll give you a classic example huda beauty you know she's one of my clients yeah. i've known her for over what, 10 12 years and she started off with a, a dingy little blog on her phone <laughs> Okay, in her bedroom, yeah. making no money. Okay, and today she's a billionaire. But she knew her outcome. She knew that yes, I'm going to be doing this blog, but I'm going to become one of the biggest beauty moguls in the world. Sitting in a bedroom with an iPhone, yeah. filming a, a blog. <laughs> so you got to know where you want to go. Yeah. So I would I would literally sit down with them and and dissect. Almost think about how you look at ways yep. or Google Maps, your, your start destination, your end destination. Let's figure out where you want to go, and then I'll give them a detailed roadmap of what they have to do, what strategies they have to do, how to get to the agents, how to get to the managers, how to find out where the work is, where to be seen at the events, yep. where the, where, who, the, who are the people that you need to surround yourself on a consistent basis that you're going to get that breakthrough. And I've got that network yep. to make it happen. So if, if you're talking to young people and you're saying, because for example, you, you moved to Hollywood, you didn't have any connections, you didn't have any relationships, and I, I talk about a lot the value of networking and how yeah. it's led me from sitting in my bedroom interviewing my friend on Skype to then yesterday sitting with Larry King and now yourself and these massively influential people and I value that. So if you're talk if you if you were to give advice to young people on networking, what would be step one? Okay, step one is gonna be you have to be relentless. You gotta have balls of steel, number one. Yeah. I don't you don't you never want to hear the word no. Yep. Okay. Number two, who are you trying to network with? If you're an actor, then you wanna be around Producers, directors, yep. writers, casting directors. So we narrow down where those people are going to be. Number three, what's your elevator pitch? What you got? So imagine if you are an actor and all of a sudden you're going to a hotel, you're at the Four Seasons, you get it in, into an elevator and you, you're, it's two people in the elevator and it's going to the 14th floor yep. and Michael Bay is in that elevator, just you and him. What are you going to say to him to get his attention? It's the one time yep. that you're going to get in front of someone you need, you need to have all your ducks in a row. So <laughs> before you start networking, understand what you're selling. Understand yeah. why do they need you so bad. It doesn't matter if they're big. It doesn't matter if they're huge. 
everyone needs something. Everyone needs some kind of gap yep. in the market. So I would highly advise is having a plan of what you want to do in your life. Number two, who are the people that you want to surround yourself with? Make a list of those names and do whatever it takes in your power and, and network that who are these people, get in their proximity, build a rapport, give them a plan, and you'll close a deal. I love that. I love that. So really, couple, two more questions. Number one, now looking back on you've worked with all of these A-list celebrities, world-class people. Talk, I know we're talking about Kim Kardashian. Mm. Now they're the biggest in the world. Mm. When you look at fame on that level, is is there another step or is there a pinnacle in which you reach at that point? No, you, there's never another step. You always have to keep reinventing yourself. Okay. If you, if, if it, it's, 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 does, does the iPhone just have iPhone six brother every six months, you've got to reinvent today. <laughs> yeah, if you don't reinvent, absolutely. you die. So you got to keep coming up with something different. You got to keep changing the markets too noisy, Yep. you know, and, and, and I can tell you whether it's me working with Jennifer Lopez or with the Kim Kardashian, Logan Paul, you know, or the Ace family, whoever I work with, you know, you gotta keep reinventing. You gotta keep changing. Love you know, it. I done an activation with Jennifer Lopez just maybe six, seven months ago in Qatar. Nobody had gone and done such a big activation <laughs> in Qatar. It's one of the biggest stars in the world, and she's I'm down. Yeah. She's so big. Did she need the money? No. Does she need the fame? No, but she wants to crack that market. Yep. She wants to create a legacy that I was the first person to come to Qatar, do an activation, and guess what's going to happen? When the World Cup comes and it's held in Qatar, you know she's <laughs> doing the performance. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's all a strategy, okay. you know? Got it. So last question to wrap it up. If you were to go back to that moment where you're walking in the boardroom, having no relationships, no money, and but you want to get those distribution rights, mm. what do you tell your younger self or what do you tell young people looking back on your journey what piece of advice would you tell yourself if you were to restart all over again okay first of all you know fear don't have fear zero fear okay your provider is god okay not, there's nothing in the world there's no human being there's no powerful person more than a spiritual power so have that belief number one number two you cannot ever hear the word no 99% of these people they don't know if you know in your soul and your gut you're going to make it happen you're going to have your roadmap You've yep. really got to have a detailed roadmap, like I said. Then you've got to have the power of networking. And then what's your X factor? What are you bringing to the table? And I can tell you one thing, what I'm about to launch. I'm launching this in 2020. Um, and this is all because I've, you know, I've been giving some advice and stuff on social media. And it's, it's, it's literally driven me now. I'm building and launching a platform, uh, an interactive uh, training course on literally how to become famous. I'm okay. going to give you the tools of what it takes today for you, whether you're an influencer, whether you're an actor, whatever it is, how do you crack to the mainstream? Um, and I'm launching that, and, 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 it, and it's really needed because yep. I can tell you, people come out, out here to Hollywood or for wherever business that you want to get into, they spend their entire life savings. They do everything and they <laughs> land here and they have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. So because I've been through it and I've experienced it and I was able to understand, especially Hollywood TV, that gave me the relationships with every media company in the world yep. because they needed the content, right? So you've got to find your niche, you know, totally. but absolutely fearless, go. No one's going to, the only person that's going to make you not make it in your career is yourself. Yep. If you know it's inside and you're going to make it happen, you will find a way. Have a detailed roadmap and know your outcome and make sure you're taking daily steps towards that outcome. And if you're not, then change it until you hit your mark. 
That's amazing. Well, Shiraz, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show, man. For everyone that's listening that maybe this is their first time hearing your story, where's the best place for them to stay in touch and learn more about the platform that you have The so website is uh, shiraz.com, S-H-E-E-R-A-Z.com. Instagram is the S-H-E-E-R-A-Z at Shiraz. Perfect. And everyone listening, I'll make sure to link that down below so that you can learn more about Shiraz. And that being said, thank you again so much for coming on the show and make sure you subscribe. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you.